0: irreverent,
1: entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Rachel exclusively
2: on L.A. Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, December fourth, and we're back for another great week of great shows. If we, we do are. say so ourselves.
2: Yeah. Well, we have a right? lo- we have a short week.
1: Of we have shows. a short week. Yes, yes. I'm going out of town. You're going. Where are going you going? Out. I'm going up north to a place called Paradise, California. And that's near Chico. if you heard of Chico? Oh, yeah. There's a school there, a college, pretty famous college. Mm-hmm. So this is up out in nowhere, you know, on the mountains, uh, woods. It's really pretty? Yeah, it's really pretty and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm staying with friends there. And uh, for a few days. And that should be fun. You know, I cool. love spending time with friends. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you're just there. Yeah. And you have fun. You laugh your heart mm-hmm. out. You <laughs> smoke good weed. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I got to tell you with this all this recreational stuff. And I'm, I knew why I voted no against it. Because I knew once we get the government in in this, everything's fucked. Well, Let I me say- tell you something. Let me tell you. And then you can tell me. But yeah. uh, I've been buying like edibles that are like a thousand milligrams yeah. right mm-hmm. now they don't have them anymore I went yesterday it's like the rug was pulled from under my feet yeah. I mean because I like these things that it's
2: location doesn't have them anymore
1: none none that well, I can went I, to before, well let me okay. tell you um,
2: in Colorado apparently I don't know like I have to double check but we don't know what's going to happen until it happens, right? And right. then, as time goes on, things will change because they'll figure out what works, what was working before, what you right. know, what why some rules just don't you know need to be, you know, and, right. and that'll take some time. So we're going to have to show some patience for that. But also, um, I heard that possibly if you're a medical patient, which you're going to want to get. If you e- you're going to want to renew it now because after 2018, even if, it's, even if your thing's not up, if you can still try and go and renew it or whatever, it, it's going to be more expensive.
1: Really? So oh, I'm wow. going to try
2: and get mine renewed before. And then also I heard that if, you're, if you have a medical card, you can still get the higher dosing stuff. Supposedly,
1: yeah. Well, so I don't, they don't know. We're see- they said they said the limit is like a hundred milligrams, you know, and that's like. So what I am saying is, I never eat like the whole thing. People have to understand. If you eat like a thousand milligrams, you are gonna die. Well, you are no, gonna freak gonna out. I am kidding. You are gonna freak out. But no, when you eat seven bites out of it, it makes sense. Now, what am I gonna do? Eat like two whole friggin' cookies to get the same thing? Come on, you know. So that irritates me. These are the problems of. Are yeah, good. but
2: I think I think as time goes on, things will change, rules will so, lax, yeah. and also just because you get ten milligrams there, you can go to another dispensary and buy. You know, but no I tried limit. three,
1: Rachel. Yesterday, I know. But what I'm saying medical. is, you can
2: buy even though they're d- small dosing. You're just going to have to purchase more. Well, you know
1: yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to eat more, and it's going to cost a lot more I money. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll what are you going to sure do? Yeah. Gonna,
2: I'm sure they're going to figure it out again. Like, don't you like when be... they tell
1: you what you can and can Well, like what's good for you and what's not good for you? Yeah. Like, I you mean, know.
2: but we'll see. As time goes on, we'll see how things change. We'll see how people advocate for the rights that they want. And, you know, we if we, if we have the... Because, again, this is like... This is undoing... Not undoing, but this is putting legislation in a place that has kind of been the wild wild west since the beginning of time
1: right um
2: but we'll see i mean things are things are gonna yeah i
1: enjoyed the wild west actually but uh let me
2: tell you i mean honestly i think i'm i mean part i voted for this because i was fearful that if we didn't pass it like i said jeff sessions would come in and try and you know what i mean and manipulate that as well california doesn't want it and then but he can still do that either way because it's still federally illegal but um yeah i mean we'll see the only thing we can do is just be patient and hope that you know
1: yeah they'll figure it out Change my consumption so i'm pissed (laughs) (laughs) you know the trouble that people have you know the weed problems that i have but you know, look, we'll we'll keep on living, and I'm sure we'll be just But fine. also,
2: you know, there's, there's always going to be alternative ways to get yeah. higher dosing things. I feel like, yeah. you know, there's going to be a black market somewhere. Either that <laughs> or
1: I'm like going to make my own, you know. I mean, there that you go. That may not be you a know? bad idea. Yeah, you might, yeah. You
2: may, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I might you know. need to, yeah, yeah. So I'm chicken into it, you know. You make a can of butter, and then you can make mm-hmm. anything, exactly. you know. Yeah. Oh, well, you know the thing is we have a couple of great guests in the studio they'll be joining us in just a moment and they're probably stunned we're talking about weed the moment they sat down oh my gosh but you know
0: (laughs) I went to I will say
2: this last night I went to a really cool event that's my second year in a row is Tuba Christmas have you guys heard of Tuba Christmas it's amazing Uh it's at the Hall of Freedom or Hall of it's right here in the wherever the cemetery is and they have it every year they've been having it for like 40 years and it's literally all of these tubas and they play christmas songs and of course they have like a couple Hanukkah songs and it was so funny <laughs> Last really? it was ridiculous because the guy who's like leading this like we're it's all Christmas songs it's great everyone's obviously mostly there for the Christmas stuff and then like they get to the they get to the 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 Hanukkah songs and you have Steve Klein the Jewish tuba man I call it the Juba <laughs> Christmas he comes up and but before he introduces Steve Klein you know he's like come up here stay you know he's like uh you know uh they're lesser known songs than the Christmas songs but well you know it's just like <laughs> yeah, you could tell right. this guy was really excited to get to the Hanukkah part <laughs> um but he had to mention they were lesser well known we're like we we know you know yeah, right. and i'm looking at these songs i'm like they are the, first off these aren't even like the greatest Hanukkah hits like right. i'm like why would you choose these three <laughs> songs this makes us look bad first off you know like i don't even know the words to all of them oh, wow. and then he gets up <laughs> does we do the, the juba christmas and then it and then juba steve sits down and then the maestro comes back up and he's like uh, that was great, and now back to the singing. You know, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, this is hilarious!" Like oh, you could, wow. I was like, "It was just, it was." was you like, probably felt is, it, was it was an interruption. It was so. It was just you know? like awkward. It was, you know, when it's just like there's just like awkward moments that like it was just great. I loved it. I was yeah, like, man. I love every minute of this. This is perfect. I'm so glad they included us. But this is, like, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. It was, I love this event. Um, so you
1: went especially for that, like. Or was it like happening when you were... No, no, no.
2: My friend Maria and her boyfriend um, invited us last year and um her boyfriend used to play the tuba but uh, we just take a bunch of edibles get really stoned and it's the best event ever it's just so it's you know like i don't like pretentious holiday events but this one is just like come as you are you know (laughs) everyone's welcome it's free you know and it's just a good it's just a great uh, a holiday event
1: yeah yeah it really feels nice out there with the holidays coming up and stuff you know it's i like it yeah i like it a lot of people in the stores but who cares right yeah. Yeah. What Whatever. The hell? That's Did you know there was an attempted robbery here at Macy's? Oh my gosh! Did wait, I I s-
2: when we were at pulling Macy's. out last last week, Casey was like, "There was a shooting across the, the street." Yeah. I'm like,
1: "But there wasn't a shooting. It was an attempted in, robbery, yeah. uh, armed robbery." Oh wow! But uh, there were no shots. You know. But it's like Sherman Oaks is supposed to be like the safest place nah, in the valley. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe, no man. Way. You got a lot of no homeless way. people that are desperate. The and places stuff you and think
2: are the safest are the least safe. Right? I really, truly. And, and
1: that. What, what a schmuck is going to go and do this in broad daylight with people all around them and cameras and stuff? So it's a There's sick people. person. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, uh, at any rate, so we're going to have a short week, so we have a lot to catch up on. And we're going to bring in our guests right now. We're sitting here patiently, and we appreciate that. Uh, we're joined by Aaron Carrera and Jeremy. Do you want to give your last name, Jeremy? Yes. Uh, Jeremy Wineglass. Jeremy Wineglass. Okay. Yes. I have the... Uh, Actually, I have the, uh, the CD right here, so this will remind me. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys.
3: Hey, thanks for having us on. There, it was so hard to keep my mouth shut during the Juba, the Juba Christmas <laughs> really? portion, because we were talking about what, because uh, we're doing a holiday concert yeah. this week, this weekend, and we were like, well, what are some Hanukkah songs? Yeah. But the only Hanukkah song I knew that was public domain was the Dreidel, dreidel song. <laughs> Otherwise, it's Adam <laughs> Sandler. They didn't. Domain. They didn't. Uh.
2: They didn't do the Dreidel song. I was like, that is what? the what you got to do. That one everyone knows that one. They they picked like we ma, learned that song in school, school in small town Minnesota. They picked Ma Otsur yeah. and then "Sivivon," which yeah. I mean. As like a true Jew, I know these songs because I had to memorize them every year for Hanukkah, but as like the average, you know, holiday goer isn't going to know Sivivon, and then the guy has right. to stand up there and try and explain our culture in 30 seconds. I'm like, right. you're going to get so many questions. Look, like, no, because are Hebrew
1: songs. I know. You I'm sing like, And Yeah, yeah, so
2: I'm just like, <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis in the middle of Tuba Christmas, you know? Like, <laughs> you're not making us look good as here amongst <laughs> the
3: people. You know? Maybe we
4: should rethink our uh, lineup here maybe, maybe put a Hanukkah song yeah. after yeah.
3: all, maybe all. We, we should will. just put You're one you <laughs> <know? inspiring us. laughs> we got
2: it yeah good maybe. what are some of the other greatest hits that we should uh, consider I then? mean honestly I feel like the Dreidel song and then what's what would be another? I Oh,
4: Hanukkah.
2: Oh, Hanukkah. Yeah. O, yeah. Oh, Hanukkah. Yeah. That one. Like Those are the two. The rest, <laughs> okay. you know, save for strictly Jewish events for like the real, you know, fans right. of Hanukkah. But those <laughs> the super two. Fans. The super fans. Also the known super as the fans. religious. Yeah. Also <laughs> known Europe. as just the Jewish yeah, people. The Jews, yeah. you know? um, but, you know. The, yeah. Okay. Of course. If it's a
1: Christmas event, stick to the Christmas event. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah.
2: But I'm, no, 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 no. I think it's if you can include. I think it's good to include. I think it's great. Why not? Why not?
3: Right, I I actually I would love to cause because I come from a, lot a of multi-religious exactly. family. There's a yeah. lot of people who are yeah. my brother-in-law and sister you know, are ones, Jewish. One and, and they're you know
2: do it. Do it. I promise,
3: right? You get but to if, appreciate if people that. come
1: to the Christmas event, do you think they'll want it?
3: Well, it, I guess yes. I think some would. I mean, I feel like most everybody that we're not. We are doing a couple of. I guess songs you would consider religious, meaning Ave Maria, obviously religious, but that uh, many people enjoy because it's beautiful.
0: Right, right. But...
3: Um,
2: also I, I don't know if it were me I enjoyed that was the that. point of yeah. Christmas that's what the guy the guy who was leading the event today he's right. like even it's you know so this is the holiday be. season right We it's, gotta uh, include it, well we should I think it's important too. I mean Impor- I would you know Christmas was kind of
3: co-opted by the you know they kind of co-opted the winter solstice in the first place anyway so. also
2: Jesus was Jewish he would totally right. be down with the dreidel song I don't, you <laughs> <know>. absolutely <laughs> he, he would, be would there. have sung that he'd as be, a child he'd be spinning <laughs> dreidels and beats like right. hello right
0: (laughs) Of course,
1: course. (laughs) (laughs) Sivibon,
2: everything He'd be singing the Jewish words He's the true fan
1: (laughs) That's funny So, um, Aaron and Jeremy Welcome to the show Thanks. So, uh, you're both musicians? Yes Really, and you sing, right? Do you play anything?
3: You know, I do play piano Although not well any longer Because I just It would take I just don't practice piano The way I practice singing You know, I sing every day um, usually about an hour a day and I play piano sort of just to kind of accompany myself a little. Right, right. Yeah, and then you, especially if you're sitting it's like Jeremy who's been playing since you were f- uh, four?
4: Since I was four. Five or six. Yeah.
1: Really? You've been playing
4: the piano? I've been playing my whole life, yes.
1: Really? Yes. How cool is that? Yeah. At that age, I was given a a freaking accordion, you know? (laughs) 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 That was the thing at the time, you know? But I'm like going back. So that helped me a little bit with with piano. Mm -hmm. But I'm a guitar person, you know? So... I grew up with a guitar, and it always helped me sing and stuff, so it was cool, yeah. you
2: know? Yeah, I
3: play Very guitar, cool. too. Do you? <laughs> Just so when you sing, So
1: when you sing, do you have, like, a music accompanying you, like a karaoke or something? It or? depends.
3: For this yeah. event, Jeremy will be playing piano. So the ah. first, we have two sets. The first set is all Jeremy, yes. and the second set will be me singing with Jeremy accompanying. Mm-hmm. And then it depends on the event, and, you know, sometimes I'll have a whole band. Sometimes I actually do some gigs where I'll play for myself on guitar or some... It really depends on what the venue yeah. is and what the sound is like because, you know, you want right. to be appropriate. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> right. But
1: you've been performing for, for a while, right?
3: Yeah, my whole life. I mean, I've really? been performing since... I started music lessons when I was five and I joined the... I grew up singing in church starting around first grade and then I did my first professional gig. I was around 13 years old and then my vo- I've had different paths as a musician over my life, meaning... There was the time when I was doing more of a singer-songwriter thing, and then there were, have been times where I've been doing more of a Broadway thing. And right now I personally consider myself a classical pop crossover Broadway jazz singer-songwriter. Oh, wow. wow. That's a
0: mouthful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Well, we're going uh, to take you up on that and right. play some of your music a little bit and, and see where we stand on that. <laughs>
3: That's right. We'll see. So we'll just see about this classical pop crossover Broadway jazz singer-songwriter thing.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and uh, Jeremy, where did you grow up? In I, LA? Up uh, in San Francisco. Oh, really? The Bay Area. The so Bay yes, Area. Yes. What was that like? Did you like it
4: there? Yeah, I mean, i i loved I loved the area when I grew up. I, I mean, that was California. Where you know, right. I, 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 there's always a battle between northern and southern. There is, right? But I, I think uh, up there. No, I, I had a really good education, a good me- music education. I was on a Yehudi Menuhin scholarship, and I thought it was important. My my mom got me in- involved in music at a young age, and it was some strict classical lessons. But I. Somehow survived and right. kept going. And I know that's yeah. what they <laughs> do at the
1: beginning. They teach you all this yeah. music you don't care about. You know, <laughs> it's like I don't know this uh, song, but but it gives you technique and stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, and
4: my first job I got was 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 being able to accompany the school choir in junior high school. So that and th- that was. That's life a big responsibility. Oh, it yeah. was. I was like, I got fifty bucks for it. I was like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> so, but uh,
4: learning how to follow singers, and you can't play all the notes. You just get. It. Yeah. So you have to understand through the chords, and just it really opens you up out of the classical strictness. So right. it was really it was it was life changing because from there I just I played more and more gigs and yeah, worked imagine. with a lot of singers like Aaron and wow. I can just follow. Yeah, right? right? Well, well, the secret is that uh, we let the singer think that they're leading, but you're really leading. (laughs) You're the leader. They they don't know that. Oh, wait. What?
0: What?
4: If you give them the illusion that they're leading, you're doing your job. And
1: and Aaron, what about you? Where did you grow up?
3: I grew up in Sauk Rapids, Minnesota.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh.
3: Tiny little small town Minnesota. Uh-huh. It's on the Mississippi. It's actually where the it's Sauk is in S. A. U. K. which is a Native American tribe. Um, so it's where the Sauk River and the Mississippi River meet and form a little peninsula, and that's where my little small town is. Oh, it's it sounds pretty. beautiful. Yeah, yeah it, it, sounds it is out there, huh? it actually is very very pretty. The town's up on a hill, and in the autumn, all the trees are gorgeous, and in, in the winter, there's you know it's well it's freezing? deathly freezing and <laughs> <laughs> what, <was> that, <laughs> what are the summers like
2: there? Gorgeous, yes yeah.
3: and full of mosquitoes, but gorgeous because oh, you it know sounds pretty. the river it's really quite beautiful, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it gets uh, pretty humid up there in the summer, right? Yeah. Because I remember when I went to Wisconsin in the summer, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. You know, and I had to wear a suit for a wedding. It reminds
2: me of Vermont a little bit. Like really? the way you described it, just like a little town up in in the mountains and the hill or something, trees and yeah. nature.
1: Far cry from humid. L.A., right? Yeah. Very,
3: very, yeah. very different <laughs> in almost every way. Like the amount of wear, makeup. Okay. So obviously people at home or in their cars or wherever they're listening I'm wearing a M- LA minimal makeup meaning I like I have an audition later so I put on mascara and foundation and blush enough to stand out if I'm on camera or I'm far away. If I were wearing this much makeup which I think everyone here would agree, not so much. Not so
1: much. Not if I were to
3: go to the grocery store, here I'd be like normal or under made up. <laughs> right. If I am in my hometown people be like what are you all dressed up for?
2: Yeah, yeah where are you going?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing your fancy plan? Are you going to
1: prom?
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what you're here to say is L.A. makes us prettier, right? I think is so.
0: know it, in a, in a, <laughs>
3: uh, it can, in a way. Well, actually, yeah. you know what? There's many wonderful things about L.A. that I do think are great. Well, uh, where I grew up, people are super into outdoors and sports, so... But I find that L.A. is a very, um, is a city that's very supportive of, like, being healthy, exercising, taking care of yourself. And, like, half of my social engagements are, like, going for a hike or mm. a yoga yeah. class. And huh. that's not normal
2: everywhere. Yeah, right? So. <laughs> right.
1: And then going for sushi or something. Yeah. <laughs> or
2: so kale. LA, or Or just, like, a piece of kale. <laughs> right. <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> or
3: that's a, I mean, that's kind of a lot of calories.
1: But, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you got your latte. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the, the flat.
2: The meal for the day. Yeah.
1: Jeremy, do you have any siblings? Did you grow up with siblings? Funny you ask.
4: I have an identical twin brother. Really? that's, that's, That's quite yeah people see me i'm I'm six foot seven first of all and they go there's two of you yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's tall yes and uh, he's in la as well he's an actor director producer and so we kind of hit the are you identical twins well see identical identical? so people should know identical and fraternal is it's a fact so if i say we don't really look alike uh, too much but people say are you identical fraternal we say identical and they say no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, they no, don't believe it. but that, That's a technicality, yeah. Right. But, so, but we also look a little different as well.
1: Right, yep. right. And that's, you know, I mean, I've seen uh, fraternal who, mm-hmm. looks, who look more like each other than identical ones, you know. It happens. Yeah. You know, so that's very cool. What's it like growing up with a twin? I mean, do you feel you have to share the, the spotlight? Funny. Hey, wow. Because people have, <laughs> have done a lot of research on yeah. twins, right?
4: Yeah, well, we you know we we had each other uh, growing up, and you know s- survived some somewhat of a challenging childhood, I would say. But we had our art, and we had our passion. Our single mom raised both of us, oh. and now that I'm a parent, I I, I appreciate that on a whole other level. <laughs> like, right. Wow. Okay, you had two of us, and you're by yourself. Yeah, it's okay. not easy, right? But, yeah, but uh, yeah, but then you know when I w- we moved to L.A., we wanted to have our own identity. I mean, I remember the first time i was like i it's my birthday and i want to have my own party that's so like yeah, right? it's so bizarre unusual and, Yeah, and i'm like we're not i'm not even hanging out with him i'm just yeah. my i get my own birthday party i'm like you know i'm 23 it's my first time <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah it's 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 remarkable to go through the different phases and then find yourself like who are you are you right just, are you a twin and then and then i get into la and there's a whole group of people don't even know i have a twin because we've created our own
1: lives so that's oh. kind of interesting as well so yeah we, yeah we you gotta find before. your way you know? no i mean yeah. you, you can't live i know some some twins will stay together like forever you know but but you, yeah you got to take your own direction you know you can't share I would be the your wrong identity to with have
2: another a twin. person i would <laughs> just be jealous of my exact self <laughs> you know <laughs> like i would find a way to just hate yeah. my
0: I don't know. You know. I think there's
1: a certain closeness. that. All right. yeah, or exactly. You know? I would
2: use it to my advantage. Mean, right. I I send mean, them in to do your math test. Or just, I yeah, mean, like if anything bad happens. I mean, we happened, did that. Ex- I would you never the bad I was wit. a
4: little better at the math. No, it, for SATs. Yeah. Sorry if anyone, I'm going to get in trouble. But. <laughs> no, we went on the break and I did the math twice. Your, your brother is so lucky. In the SATs. Lucky. And he did wow. the English twice. And then the <laughs> irony is you do the second. I did my mine first, and then he, I scored better for him on math because I improved right. the second time. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. so that's minute. the kind of shit I would do.
2: Can you imagine how much trouble, like fraud to the ultimate degree. That's so cool. That's yeah. would I would love it. That's it. I would commit so much fraud. <laughs>
0: oh, well, you
2: know. Too bad. You didn't have a twin. Yeah. Now you have to come up with other ways to get fraud. Except just crimes in general, (laughs) getting away with them. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Anyway, what about you, siblings?
3: Oh, yeah. I've got um, a brother and a sister. Um, Are
1: you the oldest?
3: Nope. I'm the middle. Oh, okay.
1: What's that like?
3: So... Oh gosh! I mean, mm-hmm. we. I also. Grew, oh yeah. Let me my let my Minnesota come out. I, for love, a it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I love it. Yeah. Okay. It Came out I'm accidentally back. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we also had uh, a couple of cousins that lived with us too. Okay. I have to stop that now. Oh my um, God! I was yeah. like, Is that real? <laughs> it's it, real? It's put on a little. Yeah, I my it. when I, my Minnesota comes out, it is kind of like that though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I also had two older cousins that lived with us for a while, and we had kind of a lot of family living yeah, with us at various times. Yeah. My aunt lived with us. for a while. My grandmother lived with us for a while. In, in terms of how is it being the middle child, I think... For me, like a lot of the stereotypes are true about being the peacekeeper or the one that, you know, kind of More is
1: reliable
3: and, and the yeah. one who's left also sometimes kind of forgotten about a little bit. <laughs> um, but then I made up for all of that in my 20s when I was kind of <laughs> wild. Anyway, so was fine. Um, <laughs> I've heard this very interesting birth order thing, though, that the oldest is like And I don't know how it works if there's like only one parent or whatever, but or mm, step parents. um, But they say the oldest is like the father. The second is like the mother. The third represents the marriage. The fourth represents the uh, antithesis of the marriage. (laughs) And that is true in our family, too, because my brother is like just like my dad i am for better and for worse just like my mother who is a a lovely Mm -hmm. woman and really smart and gorgeous but Mm -hmm. i'm just like her and um i find myself saying things she used to say all the time and being like oh crap (laughs) um and then my sister is really kind of a lot like if you were to think of the marriage as a its own Personhood with its own characteristics. My sister is like that, so I kind of like that breakdown. Mm -hmm. That's
1: pretty cool. I've read a lot about birth order. You know, there's a lot of truth in that. You know, and like the first uh, is for
3: the father. you said, "Well, is most like or representative of mm -hmm. the father, or is most like
1: the yeah." But I know know the oldest oldest usually has the highest expectations. You know, the perfectionist. Like I'm the oldest, so I know. You know, it's like the expectations are, are. not as much when the second and third child come, but so you try to be perfectionist. You want to please everybody. The attention is on you. You need a lot of attention. You know that's that's the thing. Until mm-hmm. the next kid comes, and you want to kill them. You know. My mm-hmm. brother's got me by three minutes, so that makes yeah, me yeah. Right? Yeah. the mom. Is
4: that right? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> <So>. maybe. Right. <laughs>
1: so, at at what age did you start getting really tall? Did you realize you taller than everybody <laughs> always? Know, I think we, there sh- I think we
4: should be in the Guinness Book of World Records, from what I understand, because we were both, se- we were a month and a half early, but we were s- seven and a half pounds each. Really? Wow! Uh, at s- at seven and a half months. Uh, so wow. and so pretty I mean I saw a picture of my mom like she's just just huge, ginormous. Mom. So and she was just a health food nut and everything. So she, I mean I think it worked cuz it made us like super <laughs> twins like. Thank God you were <laughs> so, pretty mature for her yeah. sake.
3: I mean yeah. can you imagine oh, if yeah, you yes. she had been full term? <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Now uh you know height is a desirable thing in society, but did you feel like different from other people when you like cuz I mean you've seen everybody the top of everybody's heads, yeah. right? Yeah, it's
4: that's a good question. No, I yeah. being tall is it's one thing that's a little different than other thing. I mean everyone we get we get judged all the time whether you're short, tall, fat, skinny, any everything, right? But being tall people like want to be tall. So that you, you kind of right. get told that a lot and people think it's okay. They don't think they're insulting. They're like, you're tall, you're tall. And I'm like, yeah. is there anything else I could say to that? <laughs> you're short? I don't want to, you know.
0: <laughs> your so, average
4: height. So it's it's you a thing. It like your height. Head. So then uh, and then, and then, as a uh, being able to communicate and connect with people, I feel like I have to come down to right, that because right. I don't hear what's going on. So then you have the whole slouching thing, and how do you get, know? And so I, it's been a whole journey for me. And I, and I, I give speeches uh, sometimes to have been in Toastmasters, and when I decided. Uh, who am I outside of the piano? I'm like, oh, I'm the tall guy. So I did a, all this, all this uh, speaking about being tall and like owning that, and then inspiring people to stand right. tall in all that you do. So right. uh, it's I mean, it's not like a, it, a a disaster of a of an experience to be the tall guy, but yeah, it comes with like yeah, I mean, you stand out, yeah. you know. Yeah, That's there's the certainly thing. advantages, but right. Uh, but and then the next question
1: is everybody yeah. probably asks you if you play basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Those are the, so those are the first three questions. How, right. how tall are you? do play basketball how's the weather up there <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> and, yes I'm tall I did play basketball but I'm a little bit better at the piano so yeah there you go you yeah. gotta go with your passion yes you know? but
3: you're a big fan
4: I'm a big fan I'm, I'll say I'm a Lakers fan
3: yep I've I'm, seen you on breaks mm, checking the scores and checking the game <laughs> <laughs> in between sets
4: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a I'm a Kobe fan because we're the same same height weight and birthday almost by a digit
1: so really? yeah. and he
2: plays piano too right he does yeah, yeah right. I was a big Kobe fan growing up. We, had yeah. our, we named our dog Kobe.
1: Uh-huh, nice.
2: Yeah. I loved Kobe.
1: Kobe. Oh, you named the dog Kobe? Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> how Do you know how many years he played for the Lakers? 20, 20. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yes. So you can retire pretty old playing basketball. It's if not you're like Kobe. football. He, he gets to retire
4: two numbers because his first 10 years eight. was number eight. Yeah, and then his... Second ten was twenty four, and yeah. if you look at the stats, they're pretty equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's hard to give one. They're like, "Well, we'll just give them both." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is unheard of. <laughs> Why did they change his number? do You know, I think he was, I think he was doing a a personal change, like a transformation, transformation. for a, everything yeah. that was on him going on the, at the time. The, yeah, the court cases and
3: the,
1: yeah. everything. He he changed and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, and then Aaron, when did, at what point did you move to LA? I
3: am. I have lived in LA since 2006, so uh, 11 years. Did
1: you move here by yourself?
3: I d- well, sort of. I did. Basically, I um, I kind of. I didn't really know. She's now a really good girlfriend of mine named Catherine. I, I didn't really know her when I moved out here, but I drove out here with her, and she and I shared a bedroom for like the first oh uh 5 months i lived here till i had enough i moved out here guys i didn't know a soul hardly at all i knew one person kind of halfway I didn't have a job or savings, or I did it the wrong way, absolutely, or a car, or any Mm -hmm. contacts or anything. I just knew I had to get here, Mm -hmm. and I heard that this girl, Catherine, was moving here, so I drove out with her and another fellow named Christian, and we drove out here, and within, and the very first day I moved here, I called the one person I I knew, and he happened to be driving in the exact neighborhood's cross-section, Melrose and um, La Cienega, where I had just moved mm-hmm. and at that exact moment, so he took me out for tea. And then within two months, I had a couple of jobs. Um, I had gotten a car, and I got my SAG card all sort of just by i really think it's the when you first move here if you're not from here when you first move to la there's all of this sense of magic and possibility and it keeps you open for opportunities so like the way i got my sag card was i had a friend of a friend of a friend had introduced me to somebody who <laughs> sort of did casting and they were filming this movie called because i said so and it was like december 20th it was right before uh, x mass and like someone didn't show up and they needed somebody who could be there in 20 minutes who was willing to wear lingerie on camera and it was going to be the SAG. Um, I could be Taft Hartley as SAG and I was like, I lived, it was at LACMA. I was living like 10 minutes. I was like, I'll be right there. And that is how I got it just by being like that's awesome, kind of available and one of the only people in town at the right time. But also I think that's, that's the magic of LA. That's, I mean, you know, and when you live here a long time, you can become inured to it and a little bit like cynical if you want or not it's hard not to um but you know you can keep yourself open to that magic but there's nothing like that first i just moved here i just got here you know three bucks two bags one me that kind of thing <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and what about you what were the circumstances of you moving to
4: la well i just knew i had to be in la for for things to happen at a for at music a place, for music yes and i uh-huh. i mean i was playing gigs uh the whole time through college i was at uc santa barbara i just i knew i was going to keep moving uh further south (laughs) and so and i got here similar thing i was playing at nordstrom that was my first uh regular gig um and i i just i just played wherever i could and worked my way up and now i'm playing at the uh bel-air hotel hotel um, bel-air two nights a week and that was amazing getting that gig because uh those you don't you don't audition for these kind of things. Mm. They, really? you know, they, they call you. So oh. uh, it was, cause
2: you do it for years.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You, you get known in in the town or you, or I played like some weddings there. So somebody gave me a great, good referral and, uh, I'd, I'd lost a couple gigs before cause they co- go up and down and I was talking to my wife and we were like, what do we want to manifest? You know, like <laughs> I want two more. I want two nights a week somewhere. How? What nights would be perfect? Thursday and Friday. And literally the <laughs> next day, the manager calls what? from the bell. Are you free to play? Regularly Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> so we're like, no,
0: did that just happened. That's crazy. Oh my god, yeah. Love it. So. so
1: these things do happen. Yes, you know? the magic of L.A. Wow. Absolutely, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Not just L.A. I mean the magic of life. You know that it right. just happened to you like that. You know you right. were thinking about it and it happened. Yes. Wow. So, uh, Aaron. So I want to play some of both of you guys' songs. Cool and uh, so uh you brought us a couple songs here uh what okay so you told us the, the style of music that you play and everything uh, are all the songs the same genre pretty mm-hmm. much no, no they're
3: different yeah i've got on my um i've got all sorts of different kinds of songs up online but i think the ones that are available there's uh, is there the one too
1: much and the only one forever i would
3: say let if we listen to the only one forever that's kind of got a little bit of pop and it goes into a little bit of like a operatic Moment at the end. It, it, it sort of, I don't know how to describe it, I guess oh, I would okay. say. we'll just play it. Yeah, we'll play okay, it. Okay,
1: we're going to play it. Uh, by the way, we're joined by uh, Aaron Carrera and Jeremy Wineglass, and uh, we're going to play Aaron's song now, and then uh, we'll continue. So, uh, The Only One Forever. So nice voice you know it's a really Lovely. cool song you know we don't have to pl- time to play the whole thing we'll play a little bit more then.
0: what's that it to
3: you oh I was going to say then we should go toward the end because the best part's at the end oh really yeah, yeah.
1: okay I'll jump a little bit yeah. here
3: sure oh, I don't okay. know how, that sounds like the very end but yeah
1: Wait, am I not playing the same one?
0: one
1: forever that's Aaron Carrera very cool you know did you write this song
3: this is actually uh, for a film that I should have described it more correctly it's like this it's the theme for a movie set in Sardinia um, off the coast of Italy of course Sardinia is its own uh, island and it's based on a folk song called No Potore Riposare," which is in Sardinian but we uh, rewrote it a version in English because of course we thought maybe the director of the film thought maybe we would also reach some American audiences by not having it be no potò riposare," mm-hmm. you know, like because not so many Americans know Sardinian. So, <laughs>
1: no, Surprise. but it's pretty yeah. cool, you know. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I mean, you have your unique style, you know, and your voice is uh, is amazing, you know. Thank you. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's do, do you still work uh do you constantly work on training your voice oh, yeah. and things like that? Do you have to go to a vocal coach too? Yes, I they have they a genius you, huh?
3: of a voice teacher. So
1: it's like having a, a trainer, right? Absolutely. Like, I think
3: uh, I think that it's the same it's like actor, actors who work, I have an acting coach also. I think you don't always have to stay with the same coach forever. Right. But there's you're always wanting to grow and improve. It's and it's infinite what you can learn and achieve um, and you know singing is life music is life it it changes your whole life as well as your voice that's true yeah yeah
1: yeah. I know I love to sing I haven't sang in a long time but there was a time when I just put music on and uh, and sing to it you know because all my life I used to play uh, the guitar and sing with the guitar but then I wanted to actually record my songs with a band you know and see what it sounds like and I did. It was amazing, you know. So I know if you love to sing, then it's the best thing ever, you know. Yeah. Right. It makes you feel good. It's yeah. Like, it for your you, soul. Yeah. I,
3: yeah. No matter what it happens, is. I think you got to sing.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, I guess there's a few people out there in the universe that don't like singing, but I would never no, stop. No, it's not
1: for everybody, you know. But yeah.
3: yeah. But even if you think you can't or you're not very good at it, I, I would just say, just sing anyway. Yeah, right. It involves your whole body, your mind, your heart, your soul. Right. And you get to. And just sing in be the you. car. Nobody yeah. can hear you. Yeah, you know? right. In the yeah. shower. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just do it for you. Whatever your jam is, you know?
1: Yeah. All right, Jeremy. So uh, let's also play a little bit of your music. Is your music all piano? There's no vocals, right? All
4: piano. Speaking of uh, singing or not singing, yes, I, I uh, put music together to tell stories without oh. words. So there's a point where I was, I was against singing in words, but <laughs> I'll, I'll admit. But no, I think that the music itself can captivate you on another level that we don't necessarily, or we're not give ourselves credit for, that we can hear uh, classical music to yeah. pull us in deeper. I call my music uh, modern classical, and so I, I feel that there's, there's levels you can reach that are deeper without words sometimes because it's variety so you have very to very interesting yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: so and you write all this yes, stuff yes all,
4: all original music
1: okay yeah. so you want us to play The Divine Within right yes okay so let's go ahead and play that that's from your album Choose Love that's right and uh, we're gonna hear Jeremy right now oh that's uh
4: track one. Oh, it is yeah
1: okay let me try this there one. it is okay tell you play with a lot of feeling you know yes i mean i really enjoying this you know and i usually don't listen to piano music that much you know but that's the thing about music is it can introduce you to new things yes. and you go oh i like that mm-hmm. you know so uh so you were did, were you uh always growing up playing this kind of music or did you get attracted into pop music things like that well, yeah, I,
4: I, originally it was classical music that moved me the most, and I started mm. writing when I was 11 or 12. Wow. And a little so more I, tight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I love, I'm a classic rock guy, too. And, and when I play gigs, I mean, I, I'm playing a variety, so I had to to stay ahead of the game. I had to know, you know, Gershwin and Sinatra, but then I came in with Coldplay and Adele and really? Play. So I play a range of stuff. that, that uh, I try to pick the songs people No, and but I'm always expanding. Like I never stop. I'm at the at the hotel Bel Air. It's like people give requests. I'm I'm constantly adding new songs. I've got Mm. like 500 in my head and another like 500 on my iPad. Oh my god! (laughs) So um, it's it's always a project. But no, but I I like I I like almost all music. But it's classical. Like you just heard there. That's from my
1: heart. That's That's so soothing. uh, Yeah very cool so now i want. so let's talk a little bit about the show coming up yeah so tell us a little bit about that go ahead
4: yeah well we're we're playing at it's it's going to be a christmas concert in the garden is what it's called and it's at the t rose garden which Uh is in pasadena it's a beautiful place uh we found they have a nice grand piano that's one of the reasons we (laughs) teamed up with these guys they're awesome over there at the the t rose garden we create an ambiance for the for people to come and have some tea have a scone and listen to some some beautiful music for me i love this pl- place as an opportunity to do a concert because like 99 percent of the time especially holiday seasons i'm playing background music i might oh. engage a room people sing or but this people are engaged it's super amazing to yeah. have that experience but uh and then i'm going to bring aaron in this we're we, by the way we've been working we've been doing gigs mm-hmm. how long i in was LA?
3: eight maybe nine i mean you were really like the first so you've been collaborating year or two I a long here. time yeah. Yeah.
4: i work with a lot of singers but aaron's on the top of my list really? in la when i uh. got gigs and and yeah. so and we, we've had our own adventures we've had so <laughs> many fun adventures <laughs> so
3: some we uh yeah, we can tell some stories yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah. you good yep. friends too yes, yes absolutely yeah. Wow. Yep. how did you guys
1: meet do you remember?
3: I do, through Kim, Jeremy's wife. Uh, We were in a networking group together Uh for all women, uh, Ladies Who Brunch, and she had been talking about your album at the time was coming out around, not yet, I think, but she had been emailing the group kind of about some of your work, and at the same time, I was writing songs and about to start, uh, I think I had just finished recording an album, and it was going to be released, but I was looking for somebody to play gigs with me in general but specifically one gig at um uh genghis cohen and uh, Mm. yep and and so i just had a feeling and i emailed kim and asked about jeremy and then it worked out amazingly like yeah we played together ever since yeah yeah
1: do you collaborate on songwriting too no, more a little singing. actually, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like yeah.
3: Jeremy took one of one of. I have an original Christmas song we're performing this Sunday evening, and I brought it to Jeremy, and he made some chord changes that make it sound like I'm a just, chord guy. Yeah, here. he <laughs> sort of improved the structure of the song, and you know, so things like that I think yeah. can happen. And I've sung on um, uh, one of Jeremy's songs for sure in recording, and. I sing it often live, Choose Love, from the album Choose Love. It's uh-huh. yeah. one of our favorites, and yeah.
4: Yeah, Choose Love, that was <laughs> yeah. that's a big song I brought you in on. And that was yeah. me going back to words and writing lyrics, and we brought in like 15, 16 musicians of mm-hmm. uh, all the best that I knew, and Aaron's featured on that yeah. song really? as
1: well. Should we play that one real quick? No, well, it's if you want. on there.
4: Well, uh, it's... It's not on that album. That's the... Oh, okay, that's, okay. that's the Choose Love Piano Solo album. Um, hmm. okay. Yeah, have, That's have okay. It. We don't have yeah, much time. We have time, no. yeah. For next time. But you can go to my website and... Yeah, tell people fair. where they can find uh, you. Yeah, JeremyWineglass.com is, is... It's my name, Jeremy Wineglass, and it's W-E-I-N. Okay, Glass, so it's
1: not wine, actually, <laughs> but maybe in another language it is, no? <laughs> right. Maybe, yeah. In yeah. German? Is yeah. it German? Yes. Well, uh, no, uh, yeah. yeah. it's no? a whole other story. Okay. I, think, right. I think we could stay
4: here for hours telling <laughs> yeah. stories. Yeah. We got a lot of stories. <laughs> That's a cool name. Yeah. I like
1: that. Yeah. And so, uh, on your website, what about social media and everything? Oh, and yes. Everyone? It's all
4: Jeremy Wineglass. You can find me, uh, Jeremy Wineglass, at, at Twitter, at Facebook, and Instagram.
1: sounds great and Erin how about you where can people find you
3: yeah I'm also ubiquitous on the web Um, it's Erin Carrera so E-R-I-N C-A-R-E-R-E dot com And I'm on Instagram, Twitter. You could also look at Spy v. Spia. That's the uh, sitcom I recently wrote and produced. Yeah, that was funny. I
1: watched a part of it. Did you? you, The trailer, yeah, that you referred me to.
3: Yep. So if you go to spyvspia.com or on Twitter or on Instagram, well, Instagram is uh, my character from Spy v. Spia has her own Instagram, Irina Volka. She's (laughs) Russian (laughs) soprano. Mm. Uh, yeah. So you, but I'm Aaron Carrera. You can find me. You'll find me on Reverb on YouTube. I've got all sorts of different. I mean, actually, people sometimes find me on websites I didn't even know I was on. <laughs> oh
0: my v- god! Videos pop last up. Words.
4: Oh
3: yeah. Oh no.
4: Yeah. You gotta always be on point. Like you never knew who's filming you too. Like, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll be, be on my best game all the time because right, the videos exactly. pop up. Yeah. yeah. In this yeah. day
3: and age, people are videoing everything all the time, yeah. and I have just kind of you know gotten okay and started just letting that go a little bit yeah you know. i was
4: i was angry at first and i'm like okay it's as long as if they ask permission it's cool but sometimes they're just like pfft.
3: right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. all whole the story
4: but uh I, I suppose we should say the yeah well, we have we have sunday the december 10th sunday yes. december 10th at the t rose garden and you can go to t rose garden uh to get tickets and they're 35 dollars uh, for the concert, and get, you get a scone and, and tea as well, and you can also ah. purchase food there as well. But, mm-hmm. uh, very, nice. very nice.
1: And where is that in Pasadena, did you say? In Pasadena, yes. Okay. Yes,
4: beautiful place. And So you can find this information on my website or go to their website, com. Sounds
1: uh, good, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm wishing you a, a lot of success with the show. Uh, is it just the one show? you doing only one? One just night so just people have one. to be there, yes. right? Yes, Sunday night. Okay, December 10th, did you say? December 10th. That's right. Okay, guys, so everybody go check it out. Uh, and uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you absolutely. for having of us. Of course, you're a lot of fun. We wish you continued success in your music. Thank you. And you guys definitely have something good going, you know. So both of you, very professional stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And... Um, yeah, so go out and get, the, uh, get tickets for the show. And uh, a Christmas show sounds good to me, you know? <laughs> uh, and maybe a, we might do a Hanukkah, yeah, if you right. like. A Hanukkah <laughs> show, too. Right. There you yeah, go. Yeah,
0: put some songs in there. It might yeah. be fun.
1: For all us Jews in the valley here. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Rachel, thank you, as always. See you tomorrow. See everybody, tomorrow. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Rachel, exclusively on LA
0: Talk Radio.